0: A reading from the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 30, verses 15 through 20. See, I have set before you today life and prosperity and death and adversity, in that I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, and to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments that you may live and multiply, and that the Lord your God may bless you in the land where you are entering to possess it. But if your heart turns away and you will not obey, but are drawn away and worship other gods and serve them, I declare to you today that you shall surely perish. You will not prolong your days in the land where you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess it. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. So choose life in order that you may live, you and your descendants, by, the loving, by loving the Lord your God, by obeying his voice and And by holding fast to him, for this is your life and the length of your days, that you may live in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them. A reading from the book of Psalms, chapter 119, verses 1 through 16. Blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with their whole heart, who also do no wrong, but walk in his ways. You have commanded your precepts to be kept diligently. Oh, that my ways may be steadfast in keeping your statutes, then I shall not be put to shame, having my eyes fixed on your commandments. I will praise you with an upright heart when I learn your righteous rules. I will keep your statutes. Do not utterly forsake me. How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. A reading from Paul's first epistle to the Corinthians, chapter 12, (laughs) verses 24b through 31. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care one For another, if one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping, administration, and various kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? are all prophets, are all teachers, do all work miracles, do all possess gifts of healing, do all speak with tongues, do all interpret, but earnestly desire the higher gifts, and I will show you a still more excellent way. A reading from Paul's epistle to the Ephesians, chapter 4, Verse 7 and 11 through 16. But to each one of us grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. And he gave some as apostles and some as prophets and some as evangelists and some as pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a mature man, to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. As a result, we are no longer to be children, tossed here and there by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of man, by craftiness and deceitful scheming, But seeking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body, being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies, according to the proper working of each individual part, causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love.
1: Um, The passage from Deuteronomy today um, I, if you put it in context, the, the, like starting in verse about 9 or 10, uh, there, verse 12 actually is quoted by Paul in Ephesians 4, in, the, in that parenthetical area of Ephesians 4, 8 through uh, 10 where, that we skipped, uh, but that comes directly from Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 12. So you might make a note of that. Um, the psalm that we wrote today is Psalm 119, and Psalm 119 has 22 uh, st- st- sections that are each uh, stanzas, I guess they're called, uh, that are each eight verses each, and Psalm 20- and 119 is all meditations on the importance of Scripture. A good discipline to have in your life is to read one eight verse section of Psalm one nineteen every day while praying that God will give you a hunger for scripture and do you know one of the things my dad taught me was uh you know I come from a family where we struggle with obesity uh, you know my grandmother weighed well over three hundred pounds and she wasn't even five feet tall and uh I'm not exactly skinny mini, uh, <laughs> as you notice. Uh, so uh, they say if your waist size is above 34 as a man, you're probably, uh, you're probably not in a very healthy place. Let's just say mine's a little bit north of 34. Uh, not quite 40 yet, but getting up, up there. So uh, So, you know, my father taught me you're not going to overcome... Generations of a family that, you know, we eat when we're happy, we eat when we're sad, we eat when we're alone, and we eat when we're together. <laughs> and every occasion involves like if family reunions, the first thing that happens is lunch. <laughs> like we arrive with, everyone brings dishes and so forth, and the potluck begins. And then you're like so stuffed from lunch, and then one of your, my aunts will go like two or three hours later, they'll go, Does anybody want dinner? And I'm like, I'm still trying to recover from lunch. Are you kidding? And uh, my family loves food. And so, what my dad taught me is you're not going to change that uh, without he suggested that you read an article at least once a week about nutrition. And if you do something like that, it, you'll, over the years, you'll learn to think about and relate to food differently. And uh, I honestly think, had my dad not taught me that, I would probably weigh about 100 pounds more than I do now. And f- frankly, uh, seven or eight years ago, I weighed 50, about 50 pounds more than I do now. I've lost weight very gradually and slowly this time around, intentionally. It's the same thing with Scripture. Like, do something to increase your hunger for Scripture all the time. In other words, have it factored into the way you live that I'm going to increase my uh, hunger for Scripture. And two things that I would recommend in that regard is to read one of the stanzas of Psalm 119. Psalm 119 is what's called an acrostic psalm. And so most acrostic psalms, each line of the psalm begins with the next letter of the Hebrew alphabet, of which there are 22, unlike we have 26 in English. Um, but in Psalm 119, each stanza begins with a different letter. So if you look in, in your bulletin and you and you got the uh, reading for today, uh, it says Aleph, which is the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet above, and, and by the way, Teresa, you should actually even read those when you read them. If I put it in there, then read it. And then the second one is Beth, which is the second, uh, and I think the third is Gimel, which is their equivalent to our C sound, but uh, so forth. So uh, I would encourage you to read one of these eight uh, stanzas of Psalm 119 every day and prayerfully ask God to increase your hunger for Scripture because Psalm 119 is all meditations about Scripture. And then the last thing, which will be a good segue into our message for today, is in the passage from 1 Corinthians 12, uh, although the points I'm going to make today start with verse 27, I went back to part of verse 24, because I love the concept that if one member rejoices, we should all rejoice with them, and if one member suffers, we should all suffer with them. And a mark of Christian maturity is, can you put yourself in your brother or sister's shoes? You know, when you're going through grief, uh, you, know, when, uh, you, you know, when you get engaged, you know, the, in, in Proverbs it says, the heart knows its own joy and another doesn't share in its grief. Like, to enter into someone else's joy to the level they feel it is uh, actually a mark of Christian maturity. And so that's something you want to seek God for, that you would uh, empathize with your brothers and sisters in such a way that uh, you're happy about what they're happy about, and so forth. So that's always, to me, been uh, a mark of, of great Christian community.